This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, December 12, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Creativity creates wealth, and the rules that govern how that creativity may express itself is critically important. So says George Gilder in his new book, Knowledge and Power. We spoke following a forum for the book held last week. Well, the focus of the book is on creativity, which is the source of all the advance of capitalism. Um, We have the same material resources that were commanded by the Neanderthal in this cave. Uh, Physics tells us that uh, material is conserved. Um, All the wealth that's been generated that differentiates us from the Stone Age is... uh, the accumulation of knowledge, and knowledge accumulates through learning, and uh, learning accumulates through the creation of new information, and uh, information is measured as surprise, um, and uh, and that's the great tie between uh, information theory and capitalism, because uh, creativity always comes as a surprise to us. If it didn't, we wouldn't need it. And socialism would work, planning would work. But uh, because information itself is surprise, as Claude Shannon described it in 1948, unexpected bits, surprisal, and and what he called entropy uh, defines information. And uh, surprisal defines human creativity and entrepreneurial achievement. The difference here, you're talking about socialism versus capitalism. I guess, why does it matter? Well, it matters that we don't sink back to the Stone Age as uh, centralized systems do. I mean, if you really have a totalitarian regime, it can't change. It can only decay because all knowledge comes from falsifiable experiments, experiments that can fail. And totalitarian systems, almost by definition, they can't conduct such experiments. It's a top-down order that uh, can only decay. What is the role of the entrepreneur here, given given that idea? The entrepreneur is is the leading creative agent within the economy. There's, uh, the accumulation of knowledge occurs anywhere that there is learning. And uh, entrepreneurs take all the knowledge and learning that's generated across the entire society and crystallize it in sp- particular entrepreneurial experiments. And if, if they fail, uh, that particular entrepreneur has to raise capital by convincing investors to fund new uh, ventures. But um, if the entrepreneur succeeds, he is, by the process of his success, um, capable of funding further successes. And this is the reason capitalism succeeds. It's because the very people who conduct successful experiments of enterprise control the process of the investment for the next generation. 
uh, socialism takes the yields of enterprise away and concentrates them with experts in Washington in the United American case and uh, where no new knowledge is created. How does what you are arguing differ from Friedrich Hayek, for example, who talked a lot about local knowledge of uh, people being uh, best suited to make use of that local knowledge? Is, is there a striking difference? Is it largely similar? Uh, I, I, Hayek was an absolutely brilliant pioneering thinker and and uh, he was uh, he and von Mises really were leaders in uh, developing the theory of knowledge in an economy. However, he came before information theory, and uh, so he could never resolve all the conflicts uh, between uh, uh, knowledge and uh, incentive structures and and uh, optimizing agents. Uh, the, it's, he's absolutely brilliant and pointed out all the problems that I think uh, didn't resolve them. And I hope that uh, bringing the full apparatus of information theory, which focuses on surprise at the center, allows the incorporation of the entrepreneur for the first time in economic models and mathematical models of the economy that can accommodate surprise. Unlike uh, the determinist mathematics that was all that Hayek commanded at the time, um, and, uh, and thus he, he could never really resolve these issues that I address in Knowledge and Power. Building a model that includes surprise seems like quite a challenge to people who aren't familiar with information theory. Could you unpack that just a little bit? Information theory defines information as surprise. So, so, so this means at the very heart of all the flows of uh, activity in the economy is a gauge of surprise. Surprise is not only a con uh, freedom is not only a condition of uh, enterprise. It's also a criterion of enterprise. In other words, uh, surprise is measured by the freedom of choice of the creator. And uh, so the, the more freedom of choice somebody has in speaking or communicating or creating, uh, the more information his uh, creation will embody. And so... So uh, it, it allows a mathematics that's open, as uh, Gregory Chaitin, the, the follower of Shannon and the author of algorithmic information theory, has shown that this new math, which was launched by Kurt Gödel and Turing and von Neumann and Shannon, accommodates... Uh, the real properties of uh, of an economy filled with human beings who are creative and and uh, productive. A fundamental principle of uh, of uh, information theory is it takes a low entropy carrier to bear high entropy information. The uh, Shannon defined. Um, 
information theory essentially as uh, treating human communications or creations as transmissions uh, through a channel, whether a wire or the world, uh, with the outcomes gauged by their news or surprisal and uh, consummated as knowledge and wealth. And that's sort of the information theory of capitalism. Uh, but it takes a low entropy carrier. That's a carrier that's not full of with a lot of uh, unexpected changes in the law, uh, unpredictable intrusions of bureaucrats, uh, all those um, uh, constant disruptions of family uh, structure through changes in the welfare state. Uh, all these government interventions that that disrupt the carrier prevent the accumulation of knowledge. Knowledge can only be created if it's falsifiable. If, if, unless bankruptcy is possible, you can't have the expansion of knowledge, which, which is the substance of wealth. Um, and so you can't, if, if there's only one possible answer, you really can't learn anything from an experiment. And, and what socialism does is create all these experiments with only one possible answer ordained by government. And uh, thus, it can't generate knowledge. And if it can't generate knowledge, it can't create wealth because, uh, as we've learned, wealth is knowledge created by a process of learning. And that's really the new insight in knowledge and power is that is that wealth is knowledge and uh, growth is learning. And uh, if you get, and uh, it's all governed by information, which is surprise and creativity. George Gilder is author of the book, Knowledge and Power. You can watch a forum for the book at our website, cato.org.